Getting in and out of your car is a high-risk area for an assault, and it is known as a fringe area since many attacks have happened by cars. When leaving a store or building, you need to look ahead to your car and make sure there isn't anything out of place that may be a risk to you. If you see someone standing by your car, then use contrasting options. Think of the person as a good person, but also as a potential bad person, especially if it is a stranger. Is the person just loitering because they are bored, or do they have an interest in you? As you are walking to your car and notice someone watching you from their car, then speed up and get in your car as soon as you can. Lock the doors immediately and leave. Remember the body language that makes you less of a target. Number one, walk fast and with a purpose. Two, have your head up and stare at someone if they make you nervous. Remember to use your eyes to basically say, I see you. This sends a subconscious signal that you are a fighter and that is not what a predator wants. It also shows you're aware and ready if they try anything. And lastly, you have looked at them enough that you can identify the person if you need to. Number three, have your keys out and ready to unlock the door the minute you are about to leave the store. And number four, have your dominant hand open and free of bags or a purse. If you see someone next to your car, then go back into the building and ask for an escort. When there are two people involved, you will not be a target. I have done this many times before and it's easy to find another person to walk with you. Above all, remember to live in condition yellow, be aware and trust your intuition at all times and these tips will keep you safe. Be strong, be empowered and be confident. To the Johnny Tiger Experience Podcast, Season Three. This is Johnny Tiger, totally blind, partially deaf, martial art instructor, singer, songwriter, relationship counselor. Come with me on this journey of discovery and memory. We acquire knowledge through discovery. We gain wisdom through memory. Your quote of the day is. Love is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably crap. I am Johnny Tiger, and this is my dimension.
雨中的你不再感到熟悉。Hello and welcome back to the show. Since it was Father's Day recently, I want to talk a little bit about my father、uh, before we get started. So bear with me. Now, a lot of people who know me know that me and my father had never got along. In fact, I spent a long time in my adult life hating him, and it wasn't until、uh, maybe 2011, 2012 that I learned to forgive him. 
Now, forgiving him doesn't mean that I'm okay with his person.、Uh, it just means that I can、uh, treat him with civility, and、uh, I, I don't hate him in my heart anymore. But I still don't really like him. With that said, me and my father, we do have a lot of conversations, and some of these conversations have been very insightful, either into his character or my character. I think no matter if we like a person or not, sometimes if we actually sit down and talk to this person and try to understand their motivations and what makes them tick, we can gain new understanding of the world and of them. And most importantly, of ourselves. I remember this one conversation with my dad. This was maybe six or seven years ago. That was actually quite telling, and in many ways, it、uh, gave me、uh, even more understanding into his character, and made it easier for me to,、uh, if not forgive him, at least. Understand him. We were on the phone, and I asked my dad. I said, "Now that you're older and supposedly wiser and all that shit, you're mellowed and you you are you're actually a nice guy right now.、Um, when you think back to how often you abused your wives and your kids." When you were younger, when when you think of how you treated the rest of the family, do you feel that it was wrong? Do do you regret doing it? Now, if it was my dad, ten、uh, years, twenty years back, he would immediately、uh, say something very、uh, aggressive, like.、Uh, Why, why, why would it be wrong? Why would it be wrong? You know, it's your fault. You guys have to stop pissing me off. That's all. That that would be the answer he would give when he was younger. But this time, to my surprise,、uh, he actually paused for almost thirty seconds before he answered me. And he said, "Well, if I look." Back on it now, obviously, I feel that what I did back then was wrong, because now I feel I, I feel different. The world is different. I think differently. But you have to understand one thing: that times were not the same. That I was not the same back then when I was younger. Everything in my life was very simple. I was a very simple kind of guy. If someone pissed me off, I beat them up. If someone made me happy, I make them happy. The world was as simple as that. There was no right or wrong. There was no kindness or、uh, meanness. It was just about how I felt at that particular moment. Now, what that really told me was that my father. Never learned control when he was younger. He never learned restraint because no one dared to tell him or oppose him back then. 
Of course, that does not make all the things he did right or forgivable. But at the very least, I can now say that he didn't do those things because he thought they were cool to do. He didn't do those things. He didn't beat us up because he thought it was the right thing to do. He did them because he didn't know they were the wrong thing to do. Maybe when he was younger, that's how his father treated him. Maybe when he looked around himself, no one ever told him that what he was doing was wrong. Maybe. One way or another, now that I understand that my dad was just a creature of impulses, rather than a scheming, sadistic, mean-spirited bastard whose only goal was there to ruin our lives. And with that, let's answer one of the questions from our loyal listeners. Ask me anything. Find the keys to your heart. Our question of the night is from my good friend、uh, and my loyal fan and reader,、uh, Jesse Cooper、uh, from the United States. And,、uh, I got her questions on a synthesized voice here,、uh, so we can all hear the question. You grew up in a home where you were not wanted and had to face a lot of crap because of it. But you overcame and became a decent and accomplished guy. Not like you need reminding. What advice would you give to children growing up in abusive or neglectful homes? Well, well, first off, thanks a lot, Jesse.、Um, that's definitely a compliment, and、uh, even though. Some people would argue the word "decent" doesn't really describe me.、Um, accomplished is a relative term.、Uh, I, I I don't really consider myself all that accomplished. I just model along and do what I do.、Um, but anyway, back to the question itself. What kind of advice would I give to children and people who are growing up in an abusive environment? This is very interesting because I'm not just saying that, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, this is really interesting because for quite a while now, we, me and the director and the film team, we've been playing around with an idea.、Uh, what if, like, if I can travel back in time and meet my younger self, maybe、uh, meet the version of me that's ten years old or. Nine years old, like during the darkest hours of my life. If I can travel back in time to meet that child version of me, what would I tell him? And that's actually a very deep question because、um, sometimes, despite our best intention, we Telling someone something 
can alter the course of their life, and not always in a good way. I think if I am to talk to someone, may it be a younger version of myself, or just someone else in an abusive environment, this is what I would say: that we are all born with 24 hours in a day. Some of us get to enjoy more hours. Some of us have to suffer some of these hours, and some of us may start out having to suffer all of these hours. But that is not permanent. One day, when you grow up, and when you grow stronger, when you can finally escape the, your current situation. It is up to you now how to fill those 24 hours. You can spend the 24 hours in, in recrimination. You can spend the 24 hour hurting, or you can spend the 24 hours every day healing and make the world a better place. So my first advice is to bite your time to know and believe in that. One day you will be in control because you will be, and prepare yourself for that day, which is pretty much what I did when I was 11. When I was when I went back to Taiwan after spending two years with my stepmother and her children, being abused and tortured, starved, you name it, I went through it. When I escaped that hell, I said to myself, "One day I'm going to be strong. One day I'm going to be so strong that no one can ever do that to me again." So after I went back to Taiwan, I started training. I started exercising, and I, I started martial art again. I I I even got into the Child military boot camp,、uh, which I believe in the Taiwanese history, I might have been the first ever blind person who gotten into it. And the boot camp was tough. Being the only blind person in the boot camp was really rough, and I got so sick from exposure, from starvation, from exhaustion, that I was constantly in the hospital during the boot camp. But I didn't go home because I knew this was the way for me to one day become strong, so no one could abuse me anymore. And so I did. Before 18 years old, I walked out of my family and never looked back. I left home knowing that that day forth was my independent. From that day forward. My life belonged to me, and I finally reached my goal. It took me almost ten years to become strong enough、uh, psychologically, physically, and financially to escape. But I did, and every second, every minute of those years, that was my ultimate goal. To Prepare myself for that day.
So that is my advice to anyone、um, in that kind of situation. Despair will not change anything.、Um, shifting blame will not change anything. Excuses, tears, recriminations—they don't change anything. Only thing that's going to matter is stay true to yourself and prepare for the day that when your life becomes yours for real. So thanks, Jesse, for、uh, this question. It's a little bit grim, but uh, uh, keep the questions coming, guys.、Uh, I really enjoy this. Ciao. You are listening to the Johnny Tiger Experience podcast, the most chaotic and fun-filled podcast around. Hi, I am Allison, and I am here to tell you of a great way to help out your favorite podcast. Hmm, which podcast is that? Of course, this one. <laughs> Even though robot beauties like myself don't eat much, we still like to feel appreciated. Show your support by making a small monthly contribution. Go to www.patreon.com/johnnytigerexperience. Again, please visit www.patreon.com/johnnytigerexperience. Melodies of the Orient, where music promotes harmony. Welcome back to the Melodies of the Orient, where I share with you some Oriental songs. Well, okay, mostly Chinese songs, but once in a while we get、uh, songs from other parts of Asia as well.、Um, we are going to continue with a mixture of songs from various artists and genres,、uh, just so we get a bit of everything. It's like a buffet. Yeah, it's like a buffet of songs. Yeah. Variety is the flavor of life, as they say.、Now、speaking of life, do you guys feel that the relationship between human beings is a finical thing? We all expect so much from each other, and quite often, when we don't get what we want, or when we don't get the things that we expect to get, we go into denial. Quite often, I think problems arises in the relationship because we all are trying to cast the other person into a mold that they are not quite fitting into. It's like trying to fit a square into a circular mold. Now, if that circular mold is large enough, yes, you can put a square in there, but it's going to rattle around. It's just not going to be a perfect fit. And no matter how you squeeze and push and wish and curse and get angry, get frustrated, eventually a square is a square, a circle is going to be a circle. One thing that I learned earlier on in my psychology and counseling was that one of the biggest mistakes、uh, people can make in their relationship and marriage is to expect. The other person to change. Quite often, it's much quicker 
and much less damaging if you figure out how to change yourself to achieve the result you want. Now, there's a lot of you thinking, thinking what does preamble have to do、uh, with melodies of the Orient? Well, actually, it has a lot to do with the song. The first song I'm going to show you, the song is by Chinese singer and business tycoon called Xi Zhang. That's X I E space J U N. Xi Zhang. Xi Zhang、uh, became popular in the music industry back in the 1995, and this is one of his more popular pieces.、Uh, once upon a time, this was a song for a TV series as well. This song is called "You Are Not My Moon and I Am Not Your Cloud," and basically, it's a song that talks about no matter how much we love each other, in the end, we cannot be together because we are just not what each other want.
切都让他走远，别再沉睡，别再回味，我在心碎，为你沉醉。孤独的漫步在都市的丛林中，我无法抛弃你心中的感受。新的轨迹是 interesting that there are a certain common element shared by almost any culture, any genre, when it comes to music, and especially songs that have lyrics. Love, for example, is one such commonality. Almost every culture, every country, every tradition, there's going to be songs, and usually a lot of them, that sing about love. Uh, the the happiness of love and the the pain of not having love and the yearning of wanting someone to love and wanting someone to love you, etc. etc. Another such common element, of course, is rain. Almost like every culture, every song,、uh, every genre,、uh, someone somewhere is going to sing about rain. And again, this song about rain usually ties back to be about love. Quite often, it's about、uh, very depressing stuff. Now, with that said, there are various elements that are even more interesting that are unique to each genre or culture or tradition. In country songs, people talk about well, pickup truck. Cowboys, horses, and if you listen to country songs, a lot of times they are going to reference either their hat, or their boots, or the road. In rap music, well,、um, well, we'll just leave that one alone.、Um, there are a lot of things that are unique to them. Um, yeah, um, and. In Chinese music, I have noticed that drinking is referenced in a lot of songs. No matter if it's a song about happiness or more common, a song about sadness. It's about getting drunk and drink your sorrow away. Now these songs used to resonate with me when I was a teenager because 
a lot of you might not know this, but when I was a teenager, I was a heavy, heavy drinker for a while. Actually, probably could have drank myself to death if、uh, some outer power didn't take a hand in snapping me out of it. But that's another story for another day. This next song I'm going to share is by Zhang Zhao, and it is such a song. It's called "I'm Drunk, But I Still Care." Now, what really impresses me about this song, I actually never heard it before. But what really impresses me is the symphonic power pop arrangement、uh, that makes it almost sound European in origin. Enjoy.
些就能不顾所谓。谁说忘记心里就不再有泪？为何甜蜜总停留在过去？为何失去一切变成后悔？谁说喝醉一切就能不顾所谓？谁说放弃心里不会再错位？为何回忆总停留在过去？为何爱过以后发现自己好累？ You know that first. Awkward conversation you have with your parents whenever you want to tell them about your boyfriend or girlfriend. You know that new person in your life that you really want them to know about, and you just know in your head that they are going to find something to criticize or to warn you about, or they are going to say something that just not very nice. Well, I had this conversation with my mom on the phone. Uh, telling her about my girlfriend, the girl that I met, and how we really liked each other, and all that. And after I was done telling her, my mom said to me, "Well, I know and respect your choices, so this is the only thing I'm going to tell you. If you want to build a good and strong relationship with someone, remember to always be patient." And learn to say sorry. Be patient. What me, mom? Don't you know I'm the most freaking patient person in the whole freaking world? Yeesh. <laughs> But all joking aside, that is a very good advice、uh, and one that I try to keep in my. Head and keeping my mind all the time. Sometimes when we're in a relationship with someone, we forget that you and the other person still have a lot to learn about each other. And sometimes it's important to put your own feeling aside and remember that winning an argument is not the most important thing in the world. And with that. We have a very, very fitting song. This is a song by Chuan Ping Yang. I have no idea、uh, who this singer is, but I really like this song. This song is called "I'm Sorry, My Love."
思念的苦水化成海。对不起，我的最爱，又让你哭出来。孤单时我却不在，你的心情我明白。对不起，我的最爱，又让你。Definitely seems that we are having、uh, exclusively rock and roll or、uh, like a classic rock week、uh, with our melodies of the Orient, which is、uh, interesting because a lot of people don't、uh, associate Chinese music with rock and roll. But、uh, the fact is, in the 90s and late 80s, 
uh, rock and roll finally reached Taiwan, Hong Kong, and China, and became probably the most popular genre, even more popular than pop music, jazz music,、uh, R&B, the blues, or any other genre. And maybe because I grew up in the 80s and 90s,、uh, in my heart of heart, it always go back to the most basic rock and roll. That's the kind of music that get me going. So with that said, this next song is again a more、uh, classic rock style piece, but this one. It's quite exceptional in that it has interesting lyrics and it has a couple of really gorgeous guitar bridges. It is a song by a singer named Little James,、uh, a largely unknown, unheard of singer, at least by yours truly. And I did try to Google his name, and I couldn't find any background info about him. But The song really captivates me because,、uh, like I said, the two gorgeous, gorgeous guitar bridges and the lyrics. The first two lines of the lyrics definitely caught my attention, and I'll give you a rough translation here. The first two lines of the lyrics says, "If not because of this difficult journey, I wouldn't have met." All these friends that helped me. If I wasn't banished to a foreign country, I wouldn't have realized how important a home is. And then we fast forward into the chorus. There's another two lines of very nice lyrics, which says, "There's a kind of strength in admitting my own weaknesses." There's a kind of wisdom in recognizing that I am never going to be as tough as other men pretend to be. Very nice, very nice indeed. The song is called "That Moment On."
当狂风和巨浪撞击我的胸膛，我还有爱担当着最后翅膀。当惊涛和海浪淹没我的希望，我却渴望伸手轻触你的脸庞。Commercial contains some strong language and suggestions of a sexual nature. If you are under the legal age or are easily offended, please skip forward two minutes. Now, right now, still here? Okay then, here we go. And now, a word from our sponsor. Pink Cherry Canada is Canada's largest online sex toy retailer. We pride ourselves on competitive pricing, superior customer service, and fast and discreet shipping. In fact, most often orders are shipped the same day. Our goal is to make you happy. We stock over 8,000 sex toys, adult products, and lingerie with over 5,000 product reviews to help you decide what product is right for you. We stock the largest brand selection in Canada. We take the time to photograph our products to give you a solid idea of what you are buying and include promotional videos when available. Unlike many companies, we stock everything we sell on our 100% secure website. New products are added every day, so make sure to check out our new arrivals section. PinkCherry.ca offers the largest brand selection in Canada. In 2011, we were rated one of the top 50 adult retailers by adult industry experts AVN. Canada Post expedited shipping is free after a purchase of just $49, and we also have other affordable, faster shipping options. 
And don't worry, being discreet is also of extreme importance. Your order will come packaged in a plain box or envelope. The shipping label will read TVMVM. Your credit card or PayPal account will be charged under the name TVMVM as well. This is all backed by our 33-day price match guarantee. We are a Canadian-owned and operated family-run business since 2007 and operate out of our 25,000-square-foot warehouse. Check out our website for great deals on products and savings up to 80% off. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter in order to receive information on weekly specials and coupon codes. Tales <sighs> from the Far East. Legends long forgotten. Hello, Nihao. Welcome back to Tales from the Far East, a segment where I tell you some oriental tales, folklore, and all that good stuff. Chiefly, we have been focusing on Chinese tales, Taiwanese tales, because those are the stories that I grew up with. But today, I want to break away from the mold and tell you a couple of little stories from the land of Thailand. And these are legends from the martial art of Muay Thai. Split-second reactions that these guys are having when you see an opening happen at this timing. I mean, that's that's just world class. Oh, he caught it! He caught it! It's over. That was a walk away KO. Now, for those of you who don't know what Muay Thai is, it is a traditional Thai kickboxing. Uh, I'm sure you would have seen it either in video game or movies or even. Uh, during MMA or UFC, there's people striking with their knees and their elbows. That all came from the traditional martial art of Muay Thai, a very brutal, devastating martial art. Uh, yours truly has trained in Muay Thai for a short period of time as well, uh, when I was a teenager. It is a very, very grueling martial art but very useful, and even today, it is one of the most recommended combat-oriented ring uh, competition-oriented martial arts. Now, Muay Thai go back many, many, many hundreds of years in Thailand. It was said that uh, it was the major form practiced by the Thai military uh, going back as far as the 13th or 14th century. Our first story starts when the ruling king of Thailand passed away, leaving behind two princes. Now, these two sons obviously had to fight for the throne, but they wanted to do it peacefully without war or uh, affecting the civilian. So Prince Feng Kang and Prince Kung Kang got together and decided that each one of them would pick their best champion for a Muay Thai kickboxing match. And whoever champion won the match would become king. And the match was going to only be fought to first blood. It was said that the two champions of these princes 
fought so fiercely and so equally for hours without either side winning, until the champion of Prince Fang Kang got a cut on his foot and started bleeding. And since the rule was to the first blood, that means Prince Kung Kang's champion won the bout. So Prince Kung Kang became king of Thailand. Now we fast forward to 1662, when King Prakchao Su became king of Thailand. Prakchao Su was also known as the Tiger King, because aside from being a good king, Prakchao Su was also a very fierce Muay Thai fighter himself. Unlike his predecessors, who chiefly relied on their champions to fight for their honor, King Prakchao Su fought himself because he was a master of Muay Thai himself. But Prakchao Su soon realized that he had a problem, because no matter who he fought, the person would bow out of the, the match, would submit. Would、uh, throw in the towel within a short time, not because the king beat them, but because they refused to lay a hand on their lord. Because back then, if you were to even scratch the king, if you dare to punch the king, it would be death penalty. So no one dare to give the king an honest fight. One day. King Prakchao Su's chance came when he heard his court minister talk about in a remote village there was going to be a fair, a celebration of life, in which there would be a kickboxing match. Next day, King Prakchao Su and his attendant disguised themselves, traveling by river. They got to the remote village, announcing themselves to be. A new upcoming kickboxer from the city, with his promoters and aides, they enter King Prakchao Su into the local tournament. During the tournament, the sponsors wanted the king to go and get a weigh-in because they wanted the fight to be fair. They wanted to、uh, have fighters of the equal size and weight fight each other. King Prakchao Su told the promoter that he would not take part in the weigh-in; that he would fight anyone, no matter how big or how tall or how small they were. He would take on any challenger. The promoters did not argue with him. So that day, King Prakchao Su fought many skilled opponents, many of them much larger than himself. None of them knew that they were fighting the king of the kingdom. King Prakchao Su handily defeated the local champion, and other champions from far and wide came to the village to fight this stranger, this newly discovered young boxer. After this, it was a common occurrence. For King Prakchao Su to start sneaking away from the palace, disguising himself and taking part in various tournaments, 
just so he could get a good fight. King Pakjosu ruled the kingdom until 1707 and was instrumental in promoting Muay Thai to be the respectable martial art it is today. And he also made it so if you wanted to be promoted in the army, the quickest way was to be a good Muay Thai fighter. Chinese lessons at your fingertip. Hello, 你好，欢迎回来。Welcome back to Mandarin One Hundred One. This is a segment where I try to show you some vocabularies and phrases in my native language. Disclaimer as usual: I'm not a professional teacher of Mandarin, although I have taught English as second language in the past. And my Mandarin is just about as fluent as my English, which means we are probably screwed. <laughs> Today, I want to show you some basic ways of saying goodbye, saying farewell in Mandarin. Something that probably going to be quite useful. The most basic one, goodbye, see you later, see you again, is 再见再见 That's J A I 再见 J I A N 再 means again. 见 means to see, to meet, to come across someone. 再见 basically means see you again, see you later. Uh, goodbye. Uh, you will hear me say this at the end of Mandarin 101 quite often. The act of bidding someone goodbye. You can either say 说再见 so S H O U 说 in front of 再见 means say goodbye. 说 means to speak to say 说再见 Ah,、uh, quite often you will hear Chinese parents. When they are leaving the party, they will tell their、uh, little kids to say goodbye to auntie or say goodbye to uncle, and they will say to the kids, "Say 再见 means say goodbye. Another word for、uh, bidding farewell is 告别告别 G O U 告别 B I A. Gao means to tell. Bie means to separate. So gao bie means、uh, again to bid someone farewell. It's a little bit more formal, and you want to be careful with the、uh, gao bie because it, it sounds really final. It's really serious.、Uh, sometimes it, it's almost like the kind of thing someone would say if.、Uh, That you are not going to see them ever again, like、uh, some something that someone would say when they are at their deathbed.、Uh, but、uh, sometimes it's possible to hear people say, "Hey, I'm leaving, so I just want to say 
uh, I, I just want to come to 告别 I just want to come to tell you goodbye. And then you can say, "Okay, 再见 Okay, see you again." Now the word 见 in 再见 is very useful in that it applies to various different ways of saying goodbye or see you later. For example, if you are leaving just for a little while and you'll be back, you'll see the person again in,、um, let's say, twenty minutes. You can say, 待会见待会见待 d a i 会 h w e i 见待会见 means see you in a little while. See you shortly. See you tomorrow. 明天见明 m i n g 天 t i a n means tomorrow. 明天 So see you tomorrow. 明天见明天见 See you tonight. 晚上见晚上 w a n s H O N G means tonight, evening. 晚上见 See you tonight. See you in the afternoon. 下午见下 S H I A 午 W U means afternoon. 下午见 See you in the afternoon. 早上见 Means see you in the morning. 早 J A O 上 S H O N G 早上见 See you in the morning. So when you're telling someone good night, you can say, 晚安早上见 Means good night. I'll see you in the morning. And with that, those are. The most basic forms of bidding someone farewell, something simple that I believe can become quite handy in your socializing using Mandarin as a language. If there's any question or feedback, send it to me. For now, 谢谢 and 再见。Like more Johnny Tiger contents? Sure you do. Go to www.johnnytiger.com, and there you can access the YouTube channels, get contact information, and much, much more. Thank you for listening. The inception of the Johnny Tiger Experience podcast, I said to myself that this is not going to be a show just about me. I think being able to put a podcast together and get it out there is a very 
uh, useful tool. It's a very unique opportunity for me to help some people around me. During my lifetime, I've come across a lot of people with various sets of skills and talents. I've met a lot of amazing people, and many of them, I wish that they can be shown to the world, so the world know about them, about their talents, about the good, amazing work that they do. So I've decided early on that Johnny Tiger Experience podcast will be. One of the ways where I can help these people be exposed to the wider world. That is why we have amazing guitar instructors like Cam and the ever popular Captain Lofi on the show. And for this season, I bring you yet another super super amazing individual. You may remember me interviewing Pastor. Rick Holm, in the last season, the gentleman who have to speak through a speech synthesizer, and yet, despite his various challenges, has overcome everything that life had put in his path, and is now minister of his church and is doing a lot of great work for people. So for this season. And hopefully, the many more seasons to come, Pastor Rick Holm is going to join the Johnny Tiger Experience podcast in sharing some of his thoughts and wisdoms with the rest of us. Now, please join me in the first segment of the Golden Nuggets by Rick Holm. God sends people to influence our lives. They are a tremendous asset to us. They are what I call God moments. My caregivers are a prime example for me to live outside of nursing homes since 1985, to live in my apartments, and now a house that I own. One caregiver, Margarita, has been with me for 30 amazing years. When statistics show that caregivers last only for six months, Margarita has been an answer to my mom's prayer that didn't want me to live in nursing homes for the rest of my life. I met Margarita, who I call my Mexican mom, because I took in one of her sons who was living in the streets. This was no coincidence, but an act of God, because my caregiver at the time. Hurt herself, but Margarita was there to get me out of bed the next morning. She has been with me ever since. Again, there are no coincidences in life, but God moments. 
I also think about how I got started working as a consultant for the now Toby Dynavox manufacturer that made my speaking device. When I received the Dynavox original, I used to call a technician for help to program it. Little did I know that the technician was so impressed with my knowledge of the device as well as calling independently that he told a speech-language pathologist who worked for the manufacturer about me. The speech-language pathologist then asked me to go to a trade show in Los Angeles to demonstrate my device in the booth. Because I had experienced booth work before in selling my artwork, I was natural at the manufacturer's booth. Another God moment occurred when a teacher was so impressed with my abilities that she told the founder and CEO of the company to hire me as its consultant. The CEO immediately hired me and I worked for the manufacturer for 18 years by giving national presentations and giving input to research and development to make the best products. I also used to lead a consumer group. My retirement from the manufacturer came when my pastor of my church suffered a heart attack so that I could fill in for him. He recovered nicely, and now I am experiencing a new God moment by giving sermons every month or so, and by sharing a golden nugget every week. By doing so, is my greatest prize in giving God's word. Yet another God moment was when Charmaine Cope read my autobiography, More Than a Watchmaker. She was so fascinated with it that she read it over and over again. Eventually, she collaborated with Johnny Ty in making it an audiobook with her reading it, and with Johnny editing her recording. I had a chance to know Johnny, and, as a result, he gave me the privilege of having a segment on the Johnny Tiger Experience podcast. All of us have God moments that have impacted our lives. It is important for us to recognize them and to thank him for the people around them. Then, we can shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Johnny Tiger, your host. When I was growing up, I went to many different dojo, learned many different martial arts under many different senseis. And most of them sounded like this. But only at Richmond Martial Arts 
what I walk into this. Hey. <laughs> Just in case I give you a fright. There you go. Thanks. Hi, how are you? I'm alright, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm alive. Hi, Johnny. Hey. Hey, Johnny. How are you? Jose. Hey, how are you? Good. Lots of people there. How's it going, Johnny? How are you, Johnny? Alright. Any dojo can take your money and agree to train you. But not many of them will treat you like family. Want to realize your dreams? Want to train in a friendly, professional and encouraging environment? Contact Richmond Martial Arts today at 604-241-7624. Again, that life-changing number is 604-241-7624. Visit us at http colon slash slash www dot r i c h m o n d k i c k s dot com slash that's http colon slash slash www dot richmond kicks dot com slash mention the johnny tiger experience podcast for your free trial class the game warden was confused as how Sam was always able to catch more fish than anyone else in the area. So he asked Sam what his secret was. Well, said Sam, why don't you come out with me tomorrow and I'll show you. So next morning found the game warden and Sam out in the middle of the lake in Sam's boat. Casually, Sam took out a stick of dynamite lit it and threw it far into the lake. The following explosion shook the lake and many dead fish floated up to the surface. Sam took out a net and happily scooped up the dead fish. The game warden was livid. He bellowed, This is illegal, Sam! You are going to jail, man! You are going to jail for that! Nonplussed, Sam took out another stick of dynamite, lit it, and threw it into the game warden's lap. Are you going to just sit there and complain, man, or are you going to fish? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a pretty good joke. I just saw that a few days ago and thought I would share it. As usual, before the end of the show, we got a shout out, and this week's shout out goes to a YouTube channel. Visit AJ Plus Docs for a short but very empowering and informative documentaries. AJ Plus Docs, that's A J the plus sign space D O C S. Again, A as in Alpha, J as in Joseph, plus, and then space, and then Docs. AJ Plus Docs. Search for it on YouTube. Or Google, you will find a lot of 10 to 20 minute short form documentaries covering topics from all over the world. And with that, we come to the end of this episode. Thank you all for being here with me. Remember, for podcast support info, 
feedbacks, and ask me anything questions, send them to johnnytiger at shaw.ca. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-T-I-G-E-R at S-H-A-W dot C-A. You can also visit johnnytiger.com for more videos and other information regarding the whole Johnny Tiger topic. You can also search for me on Google, YouTube, Facebook, and other corners of the internet. If you're interested in my music, search for Johnny S.T. Tai on iTunes or Apple Music or Spotify. That's Johnny space S-T space T-A-I. Thank you again, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Zhizhenahambao 远不远只有身上的白色的在我心里面摇晃整天家的车在那ABCD的街上找快乐不快乐我也不要知道 每个笑容还在我脉搏里颤动小小的车挤在弯弯窄窄的路感觉却像那高速公路飞跃的风每个四季加着北京的梦每一朵白云在地舞大道感觉好无聊
No.